Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. All right. Welcome to another Peers Over Beers, everyone. My name is Chris Detzel, and although Annie is a special guest, she's been on the show before. Annie, how are you? I am doing great, and I'm very happy to be back, Chris. I'm glad you're back. Why don't you introduce yourself real quick so that people know where you're from, what you do, and all that kind of stuff? Yes. My name is Annie. I am the head of community at Mind Valley. I've been in this role for about three years now. And what we do is we are an ad tech platform bringing together all things personal transformation. So it's truly always a pleasure to lead a community when people are so eager and keen to keep on growing and transforming. And I've just come back from our festival, Chris. We were in Jordan. We did uh, this incredible thing that is called A-Fest. We had 375 of our students and community come together to Jordan. And it was the first event we did post-pandemic. And my God, I don't know if you've been to some events since pandemic. Yes. Yes, the magic of coming back together is, um, I, I, I've been on a high since the event. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you had to come back, right? I know. <laughs> now, these yeah. are personal kind of uh, event, events that are more personal, right? You know, people are trying to grow, you know, yeah. uh, and, and trying to better themselves and, and those kinds of things. So it's a little bit different than like an event that I would go to, to where it's all business for you, it's business, right? But I mean, for that person, it's a more personal kind of, you know, experience to where they're trying to better yeah. themselves or trying to grow as a person. And, you know, maybe they see it as somewhat of a vacation to some degree because you're doing they some do. fun things. They do. And, and this is something that I've reflected on um, since I've, I've seen all of them come back. So first of all, this was the one event in 10 years where we sold the highest number of tickets. We were wow. very happy about it also because we decided to give all the profits to Ukraine, uh, Mm. given that one of our headquarters is in Estonia and we always felt that this was very close to home. Um, So that was beautiful celebration, but also the one thing that keeps people coming back, some of our customers, they've been back with us 10 times to this same event. Wow. Because when you work with the community in these events, And then people feel like, of course, I'm coming to improve myself, but I'm really coming to hang out with my friends. It's almost like no price that people will not be willing to pay for a memorable experience that they get to share with people they love. Mm -hmm. And if on top of it, you put some personal transformation, then why not? Let's do it. (laughs) I like that. Um, So to kind of get to the business piece of it a little bit is so you get to go to these events and I'm sure that there's a lot of back-end stuff that you're doing to make sure that it's an amazing event and the team is doing all these other things to make you know probably running around that nobody knows or things happen you know um what is it that you guys have, I mean obviously you're looking at more people coming you know and paying for the event so that's good and you know from a community standpoint you know what do you do when you get back from that event and what are some things that maybe uh, that it kind of, you know, is there some follow-up? Is there, I'm sure there's a lot of things that you're doing to make sure they're 
either coming back or their next, you've got another event coming up or, you know, I don't know. What does that look like? So this time, um, the way it looks like is that we actually have our biggest event coming up in less than two weeks. Oh. We're kicking off our <laughs> most ambitious event ever. We have over 1,000 people that are coming to Estonia wow. for three weeks. And, and we're doing what's called Mind Valley University. And truly, 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 this is the community experiment that we do because there's the festival, AFAST, is amazing. It lasts for four to five days, though. So then you, you go fully in the bubble. That's part of the magic. It's an experience that mm. begins and ends. Everything is curated in every second of the, mo- of, of the event. But then when you come to Mind Valley University, you get to actually leave. Like people share their Airbnbs, you know, they, you, you, you choose who to live with. You get to live with the oh, community wow. for three weeks in a, new, in a new city while still being exposed to all of the transformational content, of course. So the follow-up was, first of all, making sure that as many of the people that were in Jordan would be coming to, to Tallinn, which... It's amazing to see the FOMO that happens. I've seen quite a few of them that had zero intentions of coming to Tallinn, but then they said, oh my God, now this person is going and that person is going, so I must go as well. Um, That's kind of crazy that they would spend, how, how many weeks was this last one? Uh, that- this, was, uh, this was four days. Four days, and then they would come back for another three-week kind of thing. How do they, I guess it's summertime and people have a lot of time off. Is that... It's uh, also uh, the majority of our customers. It doesn't necessarily work for big corporations, oh, okay. so they tend to be entrepreneurs um, mm. and uh, have their own businesses, which allows them some geographical freedom as well. Um, so yeah, now we are getting ready, and the team is getting ready. The biggest challenge for us as a community team these coming three weeks, other than making it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot yes it's a lot three weeks of event is uh, quite quite ambitious um but we are selecting our new batch of super users our Mm. ambassadors um because obviously people that come to this event are already the top five ten percent of our customer base so they get to experience the magic in person right? They get to feel what's possible to live in community. What are the conversations that we can have? How does it feel to party with these people? How does it feel to go out on a weekend excursion with some other people? And then the challenge for us, it's going to be finding the right hosts that can bring back this experience to their own country. Mm. So I think Mm. I mentioned last time, Chris, that uh, the um, challenge right now that I have but beautiful challenge, like what I'm working on and I'm super excited about is kickstarting these local events that are completely run by our community. Um, And what I was betting on was something different than normal meetups. I decided that I wanted to say bye-bye to normal meetups. um, And instead, I wanted to propose a dinner format. People coming over for dinner, either in someone's place or Mm. choosing a restaurant and capping that to 10 people to really allow for deep conversations. 
and it's going amazing. We've already had we've already had dinners in eleven different countries, and we've only wow. kickstarted the project. It's only been less than two months, so uh, that's quite an achievement. It's more than more than one meetup a week in different countries around the world. And now that we have one thousand super committed students and customers coming here, our game will be okay. We need to find the right people that will will want to bring this back to their town and really expand the community effect globally. Well, I think you hit on something because I'm I'm highly interested in some of this stuff. So if you don't mind me asking some questions around it, and if you don't have all the answers, that's fine. So I love the idea of. Um, bringing people together, like five, 10 people and meeting inside either homes, or maybe they, you know, meet somewhere specifically, that's a small group to have dinner with and have conversation around whatever it is that they have conversations around. I think that's important. As a matter of fact, this guy, um, uh, he has a, a thing called dinner five. His name is Jake McGee. Uh, and he does it mostly in the U S but what he does today is and he's been doing it for about three years now. Now, you know, something that messed it up was COVID, but he started doing it kind of virtually. I think he's doing it face-to-face now. It's he'd bring together five to seven, I think it's five people that are in the community space, leaders together, either he did it in his home in Austin, Texas. He came to Dallas and he rented an Airbnb and he's been to some other locations around the US and would have kind of these dinners with five other community leaders and just have conversations. And he would come in with the personal chef. The chef would make some dinner. I mean, and and he cared about what he cared about was the food, the type of food. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't just hey, let's just have a dinner. It was specific, right? Like you know, that's kind of his thing. You know, he like, but it was really the conversation. And I've been to a couple of them uh, that really it was intimate. It was face to face and things like that. Now you're doing sort of similar, but it, it's bringing it around to the world. You know, like all over. Um, yeah. And I love that idea because I've been thinking about how do I do something similar to that? It's kind of like meetups, but yours is a little bit more intimate and focused. So tell us more about, you know, how are you doing that technology wise? Is there some type of things that you're doing or, you know, how do you sponsor that? What's the, how do you go about that? that I'm highly interested. So. I'm very happy and I'm going to make a note for myself. Dinner five, you said, is the project. Dinner five. His name is Jake McGee. I can give you his information, email you or whatever. Amazing. Um, so for me, what was more important, most important, I actually started um, planning these following Priya Parker's uh, Art of Gathering principles. I don't know if you've heard of her. I mentioned that you mm-hmm. must have. So uh, if you haven't, I really, this book has completely revolutionized the way in which I think of events for community. Yeah. So it's called The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. Um, she's also going to be the one of the keynote speakers at the CMX Summit later this uh, September. So uh, great, great personality to have. Are you going? Uh, yes, I really hope so. I've actually applied to speak. So fingers okay. crossed. Yes, let's see. Yeah, maybe I'll go. I think uh, there's a few people that I want to meet. That'd be great to meet you there. So I, I would love to meet you too. And um, we started, what, what she really talks about is when we create events, we focus so much on the logistics, for example, you know, the mm-hmm. napkins and the food, the lighting and the venue. And so often we actually either fall into 
defaulted templates on how to run that. And she even uses the example of uh, baby showers or birthday parties. It's like the same thing that we've seen over and over again. But we, we always fail to ask ourselves, what is really the reason why I'm gathering these people? And maybe I want to give it a different perspective from the usual one. So yeah. this is how I started reflecting about the dinners. And I it, there was a process of, of deep listening when it came to what the community wanted. And I knew that what they kept telling me was, I can have conversations with the Mind Valley community I cannot have anywhere else. So, okay, then let's capitalize on that. Hmm. If this is the value that you find, is that finally I can have more vulnerable conversations, I can actually talk about what's going on in my life rather than go for the surface, shallow, small talks, then let's make the whole thing about this. And that was the purpose. How can we design a format where people will experience this, where we give them the conversation they cannot have anywhere else? And it's quite interesting because personal growth, by definition, when you're transforming yourself, is a single player type of journey. It's you and yourself. Maybe you have a coach, but it doesn't really tend to be into a community journey. So my question was, how do I turn it from a single player game <laughs> and I make it a multiplayer one where personal growth doesn't have to be just personal? What if it becomes collective growth? Hmm. And it's something that I am I'm, I'm really excited about personally. And someone that sparked the, the dinner project for me was one of our authors. His name is Keith Ferrazzi. He wrote a huge number of books on networking some of these most famous ones are who's got your back never eat alone now he's focusing very heavily on uh, management um, and leadership in this post-covid world and he was doing something similar to the dinner five projects where he would always invite key leaders to his home to have dinner and facilitate vulnerable conversations with top-level executives from different um, Fortune 500 uh, companies actually talking about what was going on in their lives. Hmm. And whenever these executives would walk out of his his house, they would always feel like, wow, I never thought we would get this intimate. So I kind of like borrowed that concept. And at the same time, some events that I've seen around the world, like Dinner and Blanc, that gave me the idea of okay, this is something that could scale in the future. But yeah. first, I want to make sure that the, that initial circle of people feels like I love tonight and I cannot wait to come back. And I really believe that the only way of doing that is focusing heavily on curating the experience and making it in a way that whether I attend a Mind Valley dinner in Berlin or in New York, it will always feel similar, even though <laughs> obviously the people will change, the question of the night will change. So this is how we did it kind of like format wise. When it comes to budget, we don't spend anything really for the dinner itself because it's a local host that organizes it. Everybody pays their ticket. Of course, we make sure that we don't make it inaccessible and it's not like Michelin star dinner that people maybe don't feel comfortable to pay. Um, And when it comes to the management of these, we have just, started implementing Bevy as our platform for chapter management uh, because the difficult part for me was the only way of me knowing what was going on and as I said we just kick-started the project two months ago so it was I would have to check in 
with my teammates, without then would have to check in with all of the yeah, ambassadors, who then would work. have to send us information. And I just wanted a place where I could see what's going on, when is the next event coming up, what is happening. And it's been amazing to see that we've had the, one of the last meetups that made me smile because I never imagined that it would happen there. The last dinners was in Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> and you would think like it would take off in huge cities, but when you have the right local host, it can really yep. happen anywhere. And, and anywhere. We, you know, for me, it brings that purpose that I was telling you at the very beginning that I heard from the community. We want to meet people around us in my town. So yeah. when I see this happening in smaller places, not like in Sydney, Australia or in New York, yeah. to me, it's like, okay, we're doing the right thing because we're actually bringing the community in places where otherwise we would never go as Mind Valley with our big events. Yeah, and I think with people so remote now, you know, and, and it continuing to grow with remote jobs and moving anywhere they want to go. I mean, you know, it's just going to be more and more of that. You're going to see a lot more people outside of these big cities, I would assume. Yeah. You know, um, well, how did you, I'm, I'm thinking more program wise. So, you know, sorry if I'm getting too, it's not technical, but just kind of uh, a little bit tactical, but when you think, uh, so bringing in Bevy, but, but what are all the things that you, or what are some of the things that you have to do to kind of get that set up? Like the things I think about is one, you got to, you know, brand it, you got to do all these things within Bevy itself. And then you got to start giving access to you know, some certain people that you want right. to have events and yeah. how do you, is there some application that they, the, the event yeah. people that have to go through, you know, what does that look like? And yeah. So we have, um, we have a base already of ambassadors that we had selected over the years um, okay. and that they've already proven their incredible skill set, commitment, dedication, and uh, loyalty to the community. So this was a big challenge, Chris, I'll have to say that, it's very difficult to find people that really do it because they want to grow the community versus people that do it because they want to grow their own Brand. network or customer yeah. base. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's a tricky one because everybody can, you know, talk about how much they love the community and why they want to do it in a selfless way. But then you, you have to give away some of the power and the feedback at some point will come back. But that was finding hosts rather than, ambassadors per se was already like uh, quite it's quite an interesting selection process to to put in place and that's why this year um we're actually gonna look for the first time at doing this during mind valley university so before mm -hmm. anyone could apply from all over the world we would do a standard interview online and then just wait for the feedback to come in right and just see the results what was happening but this time the task i gave the, the, the team is I want you to find people you genuinely want to hang out with. I don't want this to feel like work. The new ambassadors that come in are the type of people you want to take out for dinner. Yeah. Um, and, and we will really work on creating the relationships while we're together because I think we have a unique chance of being with them for several weeks and, and truly turning these into friendships and extended team members rather than some remote person you've never met before that feels really passionate about the brand and it's supporting you. Uh, so then it will be also for us as a team, we need to curate the experience that they will then bring back to, the, to their own cities. So they really feel like 
aha, uh -huh, I know how this feels. And in a more exclusive way than just doing it for the big 1,000 yeah. people poll that is coming to, to Tallinn very shortly. So uh, definitely there's a selection process and then we, we do a three months probation as well. And uh, <laughs> only after that, yeah, only after that we confirm the person because um, it's a brand that gives you quite a lot of uh, recognition in, in, um, in, in this personal transformation space. Yeah. So it's, it's not something that we can take lightly. We need to protect the brand as well. Yeah. Um, when you start, so I'm going to get a little bit more, um, you know, value, business value and things like that. Cause I think that piece really, you're doing all these really cool things. You're connecting people. And you know, at the end of the day, that brings more people. That just to me is obvious. So it's, to me, that's, that's business value, but that's not how all leaders see it, you know, or they want yeah. to see some data, <laughs> some points and things. Can you talk about, you know, after some of these events, not necessarily just the big events, certainly the big events are key, but but when you look at um, some of these kind of, uh, you know, chapters that you're doing and people coming to each other's home, what what is the value of that? And how are you showing the value? Because now you yeah. have a tool that probably helps you at least capture some of that. So that's positive. And so tell me more about that piece. Oh, this has been the most painful part. <laughs> of course, it always is. Um, the best you can, the best you yeah. can. I mean, you know, and, and then maybe even what are you trying to to do, you know, in the future? Because, you know, it's always hard to, to do that, especially from a community standpoint. So it's not that I don't get it, but I do think it's important. Yeah. And I think you do too. Why I, I, <laughs> I needed Bevy so much because yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very simple. I translate that into the into time that our customers spend on the platform. Mm -hmm. I count it as if it's time spent on platform. That's yep. why I needed it to be um, tracked. Because last year, I think I don't I don't remember if I mentioned this. So last year we had um, over eight hundred students that were engaged through our host into virtual events, and sometimes they were on Zoom calls for like two, three hours together. And yep. we were not captured. We didn't have access to any of that data because the ambassadors would maybe host it on the personal Zoom. We hmm. wouldn't know who the person was, what type of customer, is it a freemium one? Is it a paid one? Is it a pro one? We didn't know, we didn't have any of this data. So the value that the executive team sees in this is engagement yeah. that we measure as behavior on the platform. So any minute that this, students are spending together counts as engagement data that we can then report towards monthly active users or daily active users. Okay. What we are trying to prove, the question mark and the assumption is, we all think that if I find my new best, best friend inside of Mindvalley, then I will likely stay in the ecosystem longer. Yeah, retention. Sound, it sounds like a sound assumption. Now my my what I would like to see is actually to move beyond an assumption space and see how does this impact our retention numbers? Yeah. Do people that attend local meetups renew their membership more? Mm. Um, do people who attend local meetups have uh, uh, completed more lessons? What is, how does their behavior change in the platform after they've done the meetups? So that's what I'm trying to uncover now. 
And we're also going to start a series of events around Europe as um, part of um, our European expansion. Um, so I want to see if people that have been engaged in local meetups, what's their likelihood? Are they, let's say, 50% more likely to purchase a ticket for our next in-person event? Yeah. So these are kind of like the numbers I'm monitoring, um, mm. looking at behavior on platform, number of lessons completed, uh, how will how will the renewal behavior change based on attendance on these meetups and dinners? And then are they more likely to then invest into coming for offline events if they have experienced something at a local level that makes them want to be like, wow, if this is how we felt to attend it in Bremen, I must go to the flagship one because I can't even imagine what that will be for me. I kind of see this as a multi... Um you know, a multi-opportunity for you or, or the team and community. So one is um, you've got all these local meetups happening. And so people, the the the, the chapter leaders or whatever you call them, ambassadors are having these, or I don't forget what you call them, but the, yeah, yeah. Um, they're bringing in new people all the time. And, and so that's capturing in a sense leads for you, right? So trying to as long as you get that information, their email address and things like that, who they are. And then that can go into the system of marketing and however you might do that, you know? Yeah. So lead generation opportunities. So how many of those at some point come to a big event or whatever? And so you can somehow push the bevy information into like a Marketo or Salesforce or I don't know, whatever y'all use um, to, to track it, score it, that kind of stuff. So that's a huge opportunity. I mean, you know, just they're bringing in leads for you guys. I mean, that'll be enough. But then two is those local uh, chapter leaders that are actually coming to your events and hosting the events, you know, is one, do they renew their membership, but do they renew at higher rates? Do they go to additional things because they're, you know, they're ambassadors and you're giving them certain things and that kind of stuff. So, you know, and so it's not just, you know, renewals, but renewing higher rates, going to uh, other events, and then bringing other people into some of those events, and then yeah. lead generation, just all yeah. kinds of shit, you know, that it you is. guys can look at and do. And that's why, and that's when there are quite a lot of assumptions to prove. And actually, yeah. right now, when it comes to community, I haven't even community-led meetups, yeah. I haven't even opened the doors of acquisition. I'm just asking the host to engage our already existing customers. The reason why I haven't felt um, too keen to move on that is because I'd like to keep the community meetups of a space that is free of any sales. Yeah. And if we bring in that element, then given that we will be hosting more events as Mind Valley hosted by us across Europe, for example, then in that case, we can tell local hosts bring new people that you think would be interested in. Maybe we give them discount codes as an, as an incentive. And then the acquisition is kind of like more controlled in a way by us, the sales mm. pitch and everything. Yeah. Because I really, when you, when you start bringing this transactional element into the meetup, it can erode the value. Mm. I love the idea of a space where they literally go to share a meal and have conversations they cannot have anywhere else. And I almost feel it as it's my duty to protect it from 
you know, sometimes you, you just never know how people might sell the program and, and how that might rub the person the wrong way. So I'd rather just keep it as a clean experience and then acquisition, we focus when we are hosting it. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying, but I think that it's a good point. So I didn't know that piece, but, and, and I don't hate that, but I also think that whenever you look at um, those hosts and stuff like that, they're the ones talking about your product one way or another, you, you know, whether they're having, they're, they're outside saying, oh, it's a Mind Valley thing. Oh my God, it was really cool. We did this cool shit. Oh, really? Tell me what you did. Well, we did this thing, blah, blah, blah. You should take a look at it. And how do you, and that's coming from the community, right? Like, you know, so how do you, they're doing that anyways. And so if I, like, I think that there's ways to probably capture some of that. I don't know, but because that's what you want. You want people when they're going to different events or when they're going to hang out with their friends that don't know anything about Mind Valley. So what'd you do last week? Oh, I went to this uh, conference and it's this place called Mind Valley. And, you know, we did this thing and did all, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you did? That sounds really cool. Reframe that you you offered. I nobody have had these conversations between the team, but nobody offered the reframe as you did right now. And actually, I'm having my aha moment right here with you. It's like, yeah, it's true. I mean, they are talking about the product anyhow. Already, right. So why don't you give them an avenue and, and and find a way to capture those conversations, right? So when you look at so, so, for example, you, you create this ambassador program or you create this super, or, uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, whatever program that allows. So, so the beauty of the way people engage is different. Everybody wants to engage in different ways. So one, of, one way is, hey, they want to go to your events face-to-face and, and they love that kind of stuff. Or they want to go to a webinar or, hey, they want to go online and just answer questions or they want to post questions or, you know, or hey, maybe they're even a speaker that goes to to conferences and speak about your product because they're they're because they're because they're being successful at whatever they're doing at, in their role. Your yeah. product has um, a, a big influence in how they're successful. You know what I mean? Or you know their life. For you guys, I mean, you just use that personalized way of doing that. So having programs for those particular people that enjoy speaking that enjoy reaching out to others to talk about it you know and so if you have a program that rewards recognizes that behavior because they're the ones you know it's a bigger microphone when people are doing it for you so how do you capture that you know and and on that behalf and and on their behalf and maybe it's also saying hey because you know you're doing such a good job you're doing you're talking about you're, you're showing all these people you know, uh, talking about Mind Valley and all the stuff. You know, here's you know discounts. I don't know whatever whatever it is that you do, and and and, and to get them to kind of continue. There's lots of the ways to do it. I mean, you know, and, and I think that you guys have a huge opportunity because you're doing so many cool. I mean, it's a personal thing. You're you're touching the hearts of minds of people. You know, yeah. like my product doesn't touch the hearts of minds. Now, what it does is you know, it helps people be more successful at their jobs at the end of the day, but it's not like, you know, just getting into the kind of, Hey, you know, what'd you do today? And you know, what's your really kind of, what are you struggling with today? You know, it's like a counseling session or, you know, but with friends or potential yeah. new friends and things like that. So you guys have what a huge opportunity. Has been an example that has done this uh, part that you were just describing me right now 
that has inspired you so that you really think a community that has worked amazingly well on getting their customers to talk about the product in yeah. a way that doesn't feel salesy and that actually feels inclusive and like, oh, let me bring you on this journey. Is there someone that comes to mind? Yeah, there's there's a few. So, you know, and, and it's probably all the ones that you've heard of from a product company. Now, you know, you're really the first person that I've talked to that runs community in a in a different way, you know, and and does all these events and focus on that. But when you look at Alteryx community, they care a lot about user groups. They care a lot about, um, you know, uh, rewards, rec- you know, community, it's stuff. And, and they have all kinds of programs to really do that. When you look at Trailblazers, Salesforce has a great community doing that. Slack communities are starting to, to, to do more of those kind of things. So Elizabeth Kinsey, so she's on my show sometimes too. Um, you know, even I think Zendesk, you look at Nicole Saunders, um, they're starting to do some stuff. Now, all these are product companies, you know, this is what I do. So, you know, you can imagine why, but I am trying to branch out. That's why I have you on the show because you have so many cool things to to share and show. And, you know, so from a product company, those brands are doing really good. Um, and and in, a, in a way, kind of doing hearts and minds of things, you know, the other thing is it's just, giving people opportunities. I'll give you an example. So let's say you have like, for example, higher logic is uh, a community mm-hmm. platform that I use, for example. And one of the things that they do is, is they have events throughout the year and they have a big event called the super forum, I guess it's November, September, I don't know when, when the new, but they give you opportunities to speak. So the customers, they want your customers to speak, you know? And, and so things I like to do is I don't really get on, to be honest, online forums and post things much, you know, if I see something I can help with, I might, but, you know, I don't do, I don't engage that way, but I like to speak about my practice and things like that because, and then, then of course, I'm going to talk about higher logic and how they're helping me be more successful, you know, because they are, you know, they, at the end of the day, that company is helping me be more successful in my online community experience, right. Or for our customers and, and things like that. Um, and so I'm naturally going to say it and just, just like yesterday, I was on a call and I had a, I was doing a Realtio community show and the topic was how to build a, a master data management practice from ground up. And so we just kind of give some context. And there's this one guy that said, and we weren't even talking about Realtio. Now it was a Realtio led thing. This one uh, insurance company, he said, you know, Chris, we used to use um, this other company, uh, one of our competitors. And, you know, this is really hard to use, really hard to, but Oh my God, Realtio does this thing, but there are 80 people on this call. I didn't ask him to say anything about Realtio. He just kept going on and on about how awesome Realtio was and all the things that Realtio did, you know, to help him. Mm-hmm. Right. And so how do you capture that? How do I get that guy, you know, to talk more about it outside of Realtio led stuff? And so, yeah. you know, I think that that's the things that you got to think about is because they're going to talk about you anyways, period. Yeah. Like it or not, they they just are. So why not? True. Why not own it? <laughs> you know. Wow, <laughs> I have one strategy meeting coming up on Monday now. It's uh, I'm feeling my whole thing is being revolutionized by this conversation. So first of all, thank you because I did hey. find a very powerful reframe. Good. I mean, look, that's what it is: peers over beers, right? We just talk about our thoughts and how maybe we can help each other and, and things like that. You've opened my eyes a lot already to about events and how to kind of 
you know, uh, you know, you're using the technology bevy and just, just a lot of fun things you're doing, you know, but um, you know, at the end of the day, we've got to continue to share, show our value. We've got to promote our customers and, and make them the heroes. And if we yeah. do that, you know, and, and figure out ways to do that better and, and capture certain things, you know, uh, cause you know, that's what they're doing. Anyways, there people are the events that you're doing. They're, they're ecstatic, you know, 98% of the people that go, I mean, of course you can have a few people that don't like something or mad about some way some bed was, who knows? But the po point is, is like the stuff you're doing is cool, you know, and, and you got to get people talking about it or at least capturing some of the stuff that people are saying about it and quote. I mean, when you think of like marketing stuff, quotes and things like that, people want to be quoted people. Yeah. So don't be scared to ask people say, Hey, look, we have some marketing things that we're doing. They want to quote your thing. You know, can we do it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, you know, we do that. We have um, we have a part of our platform that is dedicated to mm. what we call our customer stories, and we had over sixteen thousand, yeah, six thousand stories of transformation that our customers have submitted themselves. So that's massive. We have one person in the team that is dedicated exclusively to just Love capturing it. that and comes to the event with us to capture the stories of the customers also as they're there. And the other thing that we do, which to me, I think I find it very clever. We invest a lot in photography. We bring some of our photographers have, um, you know, taken pictures of presidents and prime ministers. So wow. we are really going high level and we're turning the camera on the participants. So I don't, I think when, if I'm not mistaken, the number was when uh, these last A-Fest in Jordan finished, we had 4,000 pictures that we shared with participants. And I'm talking about super high level photography that, and it's not portraits, it's them in action, them dancing, them meditating, them doing the breath work. And then naturally you will share that because you look freaking cool. In that. Yeah. It's on Facebook or Instagram or Instagram, whatever they're sharing all over. yeah it. yeah it's all Freaking over phenomenal i love you it make the customer look great you give them a reason to you know want to share and at the same time you capture moments that they might want to talk about so one of my one of the customers was very beautiful because she shared pictures of one of the workshops that i facilitated and wrote how that impacted her and all the shifts that she perceived through that um and it's like and then it's even more impactful when you have the visuals that go with it yeah. Right. Absolutely. So that's, that's something that I find very, very beautiful that we do for the word of mouth and actually treating the customers almost as heroes. And that's why they got the same quality of shots that the CEO is getting or that our authors are getting. Same ones. It's the same photographers. I love it. And this has been a really great conversation. And, you know, it's, it's such a pleasure. And I'm, I'm so happy and glad that you came on. It's funny because I sent you an email this morning. I was like, I haven't heard from her at all. And so is she coming? I sent you an email. You probably didn't get it yet. And then you just show up and I was like, yes. Yes, of <laughs> so, course. No, it's, so, it's public holiday here. That's why I wasn't sending oh, my emails. But uh, yeah, I, I was happy this was happening on a public holiday because I my head space was free to, to actually to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, be present for, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. And um, we conclude another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Gettle and... And I am Annie Salfo.
Thanks again, Annie. Thank you, Chris.